How you feeling today, Bruni? It's time. It is basketball season, boys and girls. Let this play. You know why that's playing, Colin. One team here at North Texas just got their rings. <laughs> and it was not the football team, not the swimming team, not the soccer team. Soccer team will get there soon. Congratulations to them. It was the CBI champions, the Mean Green Bas men's basketball team. And they got their rings yesterday, and it is basketball time here at North Texas. Are you ready, Colin? This is my favorite sport of all time, Bruni. Oh, this is definitely my favorite sport of all time. I think this is probably going to be my favorite part of this year. As much as I love football and watching Mason destroy, yes. basketball has a special place in my heart. Same. Same. So, this is, and oh. I think... I think the viewers will appreciate appreciate how much of basketball has. This. They're gonna, they're gonna get some coverage that is unparalleled. It's like, even if you don't like basketball or you don't watch a lot of basketball, you're gonna know everything about this team. Because no matter what, if you follow us on any social media, any podcast, any Twitters, I don't. You're gonna know everything about this team because we're gonna cover this team top to bottom. This is our first basketball podcast of the year, our preseason podcast. The when does the season, season start? Season starts November 6th on Tuesday, okay. so a week and two days, eight days away. And it's in some tournament against some It's team. No, 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 no. That's the, that's the next one, Colin. It starts off against um, Angelo State. Angelo State. Okay. It's just a normal home game. It's just like Eureka College last year. Feels bad. Yeah, it's going to be ugly, but it doesn't matter because the We're season here. is here. We're here. Um, last year was an extremely fun year where it was my first year covering the men's basketball team. Colin was here a little bit before me where he got to cover Tony Bedford, but it was both of our first times covering Coach Grant McCaslin, his first year here. And what a ride it was. And what a freaking <laughs> ride it was. I mean, to go from the highs of the preseason and the highs of the conference season to be, I mean, where they were up to like fourth at one point, third at one point, close games with Western Kentucky, close games with Marshall, close games with Middle Tennessee, I mean, and then you end up losing to UTEP to close the season and coming in like eighth and losing to 10-seeded Louisiana Tech in the first round. And it seemed like, you know, the season was over. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. But Exactly. But it wasn't. It wasn't at all. And now they got rings. And now they have <laughs> rings because of they went 6-1 and one in the CBI tournament. Destroyed every just team. plowed through the entire it field was, it except was just, for San Francisco, I guess. But, I mean, that last game that was, was kind of— it, it was a good series. That San Francisco series was— Frankie uh, Ferrari. Frank Ferrari. They had some players on that team. Uh, Renfro. They had guys They had guys who could play. We talked about it last year on our um, our old podcast. But this is, this is not— This is different. This is not our old podcast. This is different. This, this is this way season, more in-depth. This season, it's not just going to be us talking and having our opinions about the game and naming off stats. We're going to go advanced statistics— you know, going into, I mean, basically, I, I, I'm trying to think of like a comparison, but there's not because you have to be last a really year, big basketball here. fan. Okay, yeah. Last yeah, year, yeah. this isn't a basketball comparison, but last year, if you were just dip, we were dipping our toes in the water a little bit, and this year, some jerk came and kicked us off the high board, and we went falling, and now we are taking a 50-foot dive into this freaking season. I like it. So I like that. I like that analogy. So be, be ready. Who kicked us in? Grant did. Grant, Grant kicked us in. Grant McCaslin kicked us in, and we're freaking. Let's let's get this let's get this let's get this party started because okay. people want to know what to expect from this year's team and why this year's team is predicted to come in fourth in conference after coming in like eighth 
last yeah. year. Yeah. Seventh last year, I believe. Seventh yeah, and they were predicted last year, I think, 13th. Yeah, they were. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. So this is a this is a very, very big difference. Um, Grant did a lot of really great things with this team last season. Um, I don't think it. I think it surpassed everyone's expectations. No one expected a, even any kind of postseason tournament um, sure. with this team. Um, but this season, Grant has his own has all of his his own roster now, all of his players, his recruits, and he's this is this is kind of like Seth Luttrell's second year when he was able to he yep. has everything is now in his Ex- in his seat. The difference in that though, the difference between Seth Luttrell and football and Grant McCaslin and basketball is that. You saw Grant McCaslin's effect right away. Right, yeah. Roosevelt Smart right away. And obviously that's because basketball is not 53 people on a team. Yeah, it's, it's, one you, player can make a huge difference. Like yeah. Rose, if you don't have Rose on last year's team, you know it's yeah. ter- it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but, no offense, but... <laughs> of course. But, I mean, you see his impact right away. And now this year, it's all him almost. I mean, pretty yeah. much. You get rid of A.J. Lawson leaves, Alante Holston leaves, Cup. I mean, Khalil Fuller graduated, I believe. No, no he, he, he transferred left. to California. He transferred. Uh, Shane Tamara graduated. Bryce Jackson graduated. Am I missing somebody? I'm probably missing um, someone. I named five players. Latte, Latte, AJ. No, that's it. Shane. Because he brought in. I'm pretty sure that was it. So, yeah, yeah five. Um, we're going to go with that. So, probably missing someone, but whatever. So, f- you get rid of all those players, and you bring in players like – Jemiah Simmons, Mo, um, Moja Gibson, who redshirted. Both of those redshirted. You bring in guys like Abdul Muhammad from the uh, junior college ranks. You bring in um, Mark, who also redshirted last year. So you bring you bring in guys this year who were on the team or yeah. they were at a high level playing at a JUCO. And, or J.J. Murray also is a newcomer who yep. played at a JUCO last year. Shaquem, so, uh, Shaquem for his last name. Alcindor. Okay, I wouldn't have remembered that at all. Well, it's because it's just like Lou Alcindor, who is a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's real name is Lou Alcindor. That's why. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> That's the type of analysis you're getting on this podcast, damn it. So anyways, what? let's start with this question. Here's the biggest question everybody wants to know. What is the biggest difference between this year's team than last year's team, Colin? I think this year's team has... Players that fit into all every player on this team now fits into Grant's system. Last season, AJ couldn't really hit a three. I mean, what is Grant's system? Grant's Grant's system is basically. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, I'm a Pistons fan, so I got to compare it. It's kind of. Okay. It's kind of almost like he's a very analytical guy. He's not going to try to go for mid range jumpers off of plays. It's always going to be the easy shots. It's going to be the ones that you're expected to make sixty percent of the time mm-hmm. in the paint, or you're going to try to go for the three. You're never going to try to you know step inside and take like a mellow mid-range yes. or a DeRozan type you know mm-hmm. play where you come off a ball screen and curl it in and, yeah and yes. get try to go for mid-range shots Grant is a three-point or layup kind of guy in I guess inside scoring kind of guy yes, that's what he likes yeah. yeah so all these players now fit that you don't have an AJ who's very limited hit or mi- yeah exactly limited offensively Alante um, Holson very limited Alante Holson also limited offensively and this year you have every player on this team can basically hit a three you know, at, minus a couple guys at some point, yes. But they're all they're all capable of hitting the three, and that I feel like is super important for Grant because his system relies on spacing. And I mean, we saw that how it space with no what no spacing did to this team last season. Yeah, and this season, this team has that. Mm-hmm. The game of basketball right now, if you watch any NBA or anything, shooting is becoming more important by the game, and 
Grant knew this last year. Grant knew they couldn't shoot last year. Grant inherited a team that couldn't shoot with Alante Holston, with um, freshman Zach Simmons, with A.J. Lawson starting, with Ryan Woolwich starting. Like, you think of that lineup, and you think of Roosevelt Smart being the only shooter on this team. And this year, teams are going to play Rose very differently. We'll get into that yeah. um, later, but... Like you mentioned, just the pure shooting on this team is going to change the way this team plays tenfold. The last year there was a lot of um, they tried playing fast. You really do try playing fast when you can't don't have shooting because you need yeah, these buckets have as to have much pace. As yeah. This year they're going to be playing with pace, but when they get into a set, it won't be as stagnant. It won't be as like predictable. Damn. Yeah, yeah. They won't be just running for rows, or they won't be just trying to get ryan in a ball screen yeah and when ryan's in that ball screen he won't be going into a clogged paint you're you have guys like roosevelt smart mike miller jordan duffy mo gibson i mean mark larry wise even though we haven't seen too much of him jj like you said they can all shoot the basketball yep. and it's it's going to be a completely different team than last year in my opinion because you figure aj lawson alone swapping aj lawson with with a, a abundance of guys like Mike Miller, Jemiah Simmons, Jordan Duffy. Yeah. Who, while Mike and Duffy were here last year, they were not what they were in the CBI tournament and what they should be going into their senior season. Exactly. Seasons. And we're, we're, we're going to kind of see if, if anyone wants to kind of, if they're not able to, I'm really bad at explaining things. Yes, if right. anyone is trying to, you know, kind of imagine what this team, this year's team is going to look like. Think of the CBI tournament because Grant, you know, went four guards. Yep. And the space, I mean, the space, the regular season and the conference tournament were completely different from the CBI tournament lineup. They were different teams. Because exactly, yes. completely different teams, more efficient. And you, when you lose players like Shane and you know everyone else who just left for graduation, yes. and Shane went in to go play in New Zealand, whatever. But congratulations to him. Um, but that's going to be more of what you're seeing. You're going to see fast-paced, three and D basketball basically for every player. And uh, lots of spacing. And the thing is, the difference, another difference between this team and last year's team, I think, is just going to be last year's team, you had an inexperienced Zach Simmons. You had AJ. Alante was a good defender. You had, you maybe had more length on last year's team, but I feel like the foot speed and the discipline with McCaslin being his second year and everything, just defensive principles just settle in more on a defense like this when you get into a second year of a coach. And I think that's going to be extremely obvious when you see Zach Simmons play this year compared to last year as a true freshman coming in on this team. And starting. Yeah, and starting (laughs) for every game. So. Uh, or almost every game, you're going to see a huge difference in guys like that. Um, Ryan, I think, is going to be terrific defensively again. And then you have guys like Mike and Maya and Duffy and guys like that who aren't great defenders. And when you look at them on paper, but I think Mike Miller is going to be a very good defender once he is sec- his second year in the system. He'll get more playing time. Guys just get more comfortable. Yeah. And that's going to be a huge thing, I think, defensively, maybe even more than offensively, because offensively, I feel like there's more talent. But defensively, you have to be on a string, and I feel like the string could be really tight for these guys this year. Yeah, I I completely agree. And with guys like Maya and Mike, we saw them develop um, shots in for Maya in practice. And yes. Mike at the end of the season shooting with his right hand because um, he shot with his left hand all season, um, and that got Mike more minutes, and therefore he's going to get more experience playing that defense and being in that system. And Maya, he's in, in Arkansas State, his. Play type was more like a power forward. It was, it was kind Charles of like a Barkley. six, yeah, like a, at a six four, uh, yeah. being six four. But I, he's developing that shot. He's they're gonna. I think they're gonna try to move him out a little bit to maybe I a can three, see like three, 
Um, I don't think or a two. even or even if he plays the four, it'd be a four not, guy lineup. Yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be a the four that he played like a Charles Barkley. It's exactly. going to be a four like um, like a Rudy Gay. Like yeah. it's going to be that type of player. He's going to be able to put the ball on the ground from the perimeter and drive it inside or crash in for a board from the perimeter or stand spot up on the outside exactly it's not he's not going to be standing on the block he's not gonna be standing at the elbow it's a completely different role even if he is playing the four it's a different type of four yeah you know what i mean yeah i, I agree um and i know our little tabs say, say we're talking about newcomers but i think we should talk about what is returning yes, first. yes definitely talk about that so first. i know you did the ryan woolridge preview um yes. what, what what do you what do you think we'll see from him coming into the season knowing that his shot should be more developed, free throw should be better, and being more aggressive overall. Yeah. Basically, I do want to plug before. I, I, I love plugging. <laughs> I if know. you haven't read my season, my, pro, my player previews, the Ryan and Rose ones are free for anybody to see. And then if you want to see all the other ones, like I mentioned on a podcast before, if you want to know everything you need to know about this team, um, you're going to want to subscribe to that because we do this podcast once a week. Yeah. And it's it's we're obviously gonna go in depth but we're gonna talk for about 45 minutes and we're gonna try to cover it as much as we can but if you want you know on a daily basis to get to you your, write a lot a week he yeah. writes a lot yeah so if you're, <laughs> on a daily basis if you want to know how this team is doing or what they look like in practice for on that specific day or what coach mccaslin says on a daily basis you're going to want to subscribe to that uh mingering 24 7 because um that's where a lot all my good stuff is basically gonna go basically if you if if it's free it's not gonna be very special. I'm just gonna keep it keep it real with you. So um, pay. So yes. So <laughs> cough it up if uh, if you're a North Texas basketball fan because you're not gonna get anything like this ever. And especially once it went when I get into recruiting too. Nobody yeah, basketball nobody recruiting covers is recruiting. not covered like nobody covers recruiting, recruiting like yeah. like like 24/7 sports does. Yep. So yeah, that's the plug. Good plug. Anyways, back to Ryan. Into Ryan. <laughs> Into Ryan, as you mentioned, I did a player preview on him. It was free. Everyone saw it. Everyone loved it. He was probably the only player where I had a, like almost 100% positive review of everything that I saw from him in those five practices I went to yeah. this year um, so far. He uh, defensively, he looks like he's just as good as he was last year. And last year, he was amazing. Last year, he was long. He guarded the best guard most of the times because you can't really ask Rose or DJ or anyone to do that on a consistent basis. Defensively, he looks terrific. He'll get steals. He'll get blocks. I think he'll get more blocks yeah. this year. He's just, he's a ball hawk. Offensively, you mentioned his improve. he did improve his free throw shooting. That is what we've seen in practice. Yeah, it's not going to be 90%. It's not going to be 90. It's not going to be 80. It's it it's going to be better than 50. Hopefully it's <laughs> hopefully best case scenario it's 70. I still think it's going to be low 60s max. I predicted 59%, I believe, on the uh, yeah. which is a 9% jump. 59% still isn't great, but I think 59% going from 50% is a pretty substantial jump and I think I that agree. just that nine points per 100 free throws is just it's huge it allows you it allows you to stay in games late yeah especially when yeah they're so gonna if he can fouled. get to 60 percent free yeah. throw shooting i think you're, he's completely fine i like, agree he's not gonna he's never gonna be a 75 percent free throw shooter but 60 percent is fine so you get that and it's funny when we looked at we looked back at ryan's three-point percentage last year oh my goodness we just laughed because he ended up shooting 31 percent from three on the season which isn't terrible it's not good obviously but it's demar Derozan numbers demar Derozan right. shot about 31 percent so again it's not someone you want taking threes habitually but if you're wide it, open it works <laughs> and you need it he it's not a terrible shot it's 
it's one out of every three almost. I mean, that's not terrible. No. So, and then you go to conference season, and you see he shoots 38% from three on, like, 40 attempts or something like that. Take it. Like, yeah. this is, like, this isn't a guy who's shooting 20%. Like, this is a legitimate guy who has the potential to shoot a high percentage from outside, but he just probably won't get there in his North Texas, at least this year. Maybe next year, maybe... I mean, maybe as a senior next year, he will see him consistently be able to yeah. shoot threes. But this year, I still don't expect him to shoot over like thirty-five percent. I don't. I don't think. Especially so since he'll be shooting more. I think. I think he'll be shooting I, I, probably I think he'll be two shooting or three more. a game. I do think he'll be shooting more. It's not going to be the zero a game or the one no, a game. One a game. I think. I, I. I. I went to one practice and he's when when Grant runs his plays or whatever you want mm-hmm. when he just has the drills. Um, you you see some of them drawn up for Ryan and he hits a three. Yeah. So. Uh, I think I don't think expect to see Ryan as a knockdown shooter, but definitely respect him at the line. And that was a problem last season too, is they'd crowd the paint on pick and rolls and you're not able to there's no separation. So you're not able to actually, you know Yeah, it's a great point that whenever Ryan had the ball off of a ball screen, if the screen was set even if the screen was set at the elbow, they would go under it. Yeah. And Ryan got really good last year at taking advantage of that space, you know, hitting that space and then Mm -hmm. attacking off of it. And so props to him for being able to do that. But, I mean, eventually he's going to have to be able to hit that three or at least hit that mid-range jumper. I still don't think he's a good mid-range shooter at yeah. all because his jump shot is not fluid enough and he doesn't get enough air on it. Yeah, um, I agree. On his jump, on his lift to be a good mid-range shooter. But um, it will be very interesting to see how he utilizes that. I hope this season we see more aggressiveness from Ryan because he's so quick. I, he's, he's a guard that likes to share the ball. He's not by any means a uh, ISO type of guy. For sure. Um, he's not attack first, dish later. Yeah, exactly. Most he, of the time. He's he's point first. He kind of got to that point last year, I would say, where he started attacking. I would, uh, speci- he, he attacked more, but I, I wish I saw him attack more often. Because he, he, there was times last season where he'd score two or three baskets, and then he'd just kind of lay yeah. off of it for a quarter or two. And I, I want to see more aggressiveness from him because consistent. he is so quick. He is so athletic. He can get up. I mean, he could he could be an above the rim player if he wanted to, but I I just want to see him more aggressive and less timid. Yeah, um, I don't want to spend too much time on Ryan. I agree because we're already at like 15 minutes or so. Uh, let's roll through these other starters. So, another thing about 24/7 Sports, real quick, is that we do breaking or I I do breaking news as well. Yes. And the biggest breaking news recently was that North Texas and TCU scrimmage. We got the box score from that, and we posted that. We were the only people, the only site that had that. And so, in case you didn't know, North Texas beat TCU 80-74, to which was public knowledge, basically. Everyone knew yeah. that they beat them. Uh, but they didn't know the stats. So, I don't want to talk about the stats. I agree. Yeah, let's not go into that. I we do can talk w- about fast. But I do want to talk about the five starters they had in okay. that game, which were Ryan, Rose, Duffy, Mike Miller, and Zach Simmons. Those are the five in that seven. order, one through five? Uh, you could probably swap Duffy and Rose. Ryan at the one, Rose and Duffy, two and three interchangeable. Okay. Mike probably guarding the four. Okay. Oh, we didn't see the game, of course. but yeah. Again, when we do one through five, I, I want to make sure very from the start, it's not offensive. Or, I mean, it is offensively as far as like play calling goes, play types goes. Uh, but even when coach says we run a four guard lineup, you're still matching up with people defensively, and that's right. where one through five really makes the difference. Because when yeah. you say Mike Miller's playing the four, he, yes, he's a guard. He's playing four guard lineup. It's a four guard lineup with Mike Miller, but he's guarding the four 
on the other side. So that's why we say one through five, and that's why we you know call Rose a three and Duffy a two, and why that matters yeah. because defensively it's who they're guarding yeah it's matchups yeah you're not gonna have ryan it's a four guard lineup you're not gonna call ryan a four and he's guarding the power forward on the other end usually yeah i mean so that's why that matters just to give some context i agree because there's a lot of basketball terminology that um i i want to make sure that we are clear on Okay. okay um so yeah so those are the five starters we uh one thing i do want to mention is the is zach simmons Coach McCaslin mentioned when we talked to him earlier this week mm-hmm. that he still has a fouling problem. He's still prone to fouling, which I was hoping would go away. But <laughs> it, it's not going to go away because he's going to get more minutes this year. He's going to have a bigger defensive role this yeah. year. Uh, he could be – last year at least he had AJ and other big guys you know, to help him defend the rim. This year it's going to be pretty much only him. Yeah, unless, at, unless at Mark makes strides. Amaya. Or, I or mean, Maya. Guys like that. But even Maya is only like 6'5", 6'4". So, I mean, he's going to be put in situations that are not favorable. And if he can't figure out how not to foul, that's going to be really difficult for this offense and defense even. I agree, but I think with the two other bigs that they brought that are coming in, uh, with, I, I guess not so much Mark, but Shaquem. I think Shaquem will do a, a good job in limited minutes um, to kind of alleviate what that. About, what about Tope? See, and I feel like we overlook Tope a lot. We do. We and do. he was... He was arguably one of the best, uh, arguably one of the best rebounders on the team last season, um, and I, I feel like there were way too many lapses defensively for him, mm-hmm. and I, I need to see a big improvement from that. There was too many times where he would just allow, you know, just a layup behind yes. him or get get uh, get killed by a backdoor uh, layup or anything like that, and I, I just feel like offensively, I think he's way better offensively than he's defensively. Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. And he had that good CBI run. He had a few good CBI games uh, that helped the team last year. So he's one of the guys that he's a senior. I I, I basically I need him to be more uh, consistent. He needs I need to see CBI Tope throughout the season instead of regular season Tope throughout the season because regular season Tope he'd come in and then he'd make a defensive lapse and then Grant would take him out of the game and bring in. Uh, we I mean we saw Tay at the five last season. We did. And that was because there. It was because Zach was in foul trouble, and there wasn't anyone to really play defensively. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> and you couldn't put Shane in at the no, five you for defense. Put Shane with the five at all. So. One. Th- um, I do. As far as that starting five goes, I do worry defensively. I mean, I'm not gonna not gonna lie. Mike Miller is about six four max. Yes. Yeah, max. And. You've got him guarding forwards. You look at that TCU box score, and TCU, we knew, when you go against any Power 5 school, they're going to out-rebound you, but mm-hmm. TCU basically, like, I want to say they almost doubled North Texas rebounding-wise, and North Texas won that game. Yeah. And so it's like you're uh, you're going with a small lineup. You're going to have to outscore people. You're going to have to score a ton of points, and 80 points against TCU is good. Yeah. So... That team was in the tournament last season. Yes, they were. March Madness. And tournament. even though they didn't have Jalen Fisher, who is a baller, yeah, um, it's still a imp- it's still an important performance to see. Um, but that starting five, I just feel like it has a lot of deficiencies as a defense. I agree. And I feel like down the road, I could see Maya getting plugged in there at some point just to stop some bleeding. I think, whether I think, it's for Duffy or whether it's for Mike. I think we're gonna see Maya a lot more at the four. I agree. This and 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 other than a three or anything like that because of the the defense matchups and we saw a lot of this against wku because they are a bigger team and i mean with uh, justin johnson and 
And ODU too. ODU had two guys. There's yeah. six ten center, and then there's six eight forward. I don't know. Yeah, they have, they have players. But people, and this is people that you know don't watch bigger schools in college basketball. NBA, you have uh, definitive definitive guards, definitive forwards, definitive centers. centers. Yes. In college basketball, especially at mid major level, a lot of teams run smaller smaller guys because the bigger guys are a lot harder to get in terms of recruiting. So. Um, yeah, like the versatile wings. That yeah, you have. you're not you're not gonna have like a. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, well, I mean, like Zion Williamson's like a four. Right, he's, he's a, f- a freak athlete. Right, yeah. exactly. R.J. Barrett is a six eight shooting guard at Duke. I mean, I'm just Ex- naming yeah, exactly. Duke guys, right I mean, now. I'm trying to think of a guy that no Texas fans would, like Tony Mitchell. Yeah, like those guys. Go. Those guys are power five guys, and you're not gonna see them in this conference unless you're a WK who can get five star. Yeah, five star <laughs> kids, but WK, you can get you're not. This team does not have that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have the slasher that can just cut to the rim and score anytime they want and to. And do other things. And well. do other things. Like, you have Alante Holson. He could cut to the basket kind of well. He did a, could do certain things well. But the thing about this team is that shooting is so important in this day and age and spacing, especially when you have Ryan Woolridge at point guard, yeah. that you have to pick and choose. Like you're saying, you have to pick and choose. Yeah. So you have a definitive center, and then you just got to space the floor with some shooters because Ryan Woolridge is your... Yeah, are one of your best players. You basically have to make that six eight, six nine power forward kind of exploit his perimeter defense. And if he is a good perimeter def- defender, then that's a little and that's, that's tough. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> a, tough. and it's and it's a big thing too. You see it in the NBA is trading three threes for twos. So yeah. if a team has a true four against you, okay, we'll we'll double down on you. We'll help down on you. We'll make you rotate. We'll make you pass, and we'll rotate yeah. around it. Uh, meanwhile, we're gonna stick Michael Michael Miller in the corner, and if that four comes off him, then we pass, and we actually can hit threes. Yeah. So it's just difference in versatility. It's a different uh, style of play. Yeah. And I, while I think this off this this starting five is gonna be really good offensively, I, I, I want to see how they do defensively, cause and I, I say put Maya at the four, and that's without knowing how good of a three point shooter Maya is. No matter how much yeah. we see him in practice, no matter how much I've seen games him, completely different. Yeah, it's it's hugely different. And so, I'm I'm thinking he's like an AJ Lawson level three point shooter, which I is agree. like low thirty percent to keep you honest slightly. Yeah, I mean yeah. slightly. I mean hopefully he can do that, or at least he can hit a mid range jumper. We'll see. We've seen him in practice, but we haven't seen him in games. He's a great slasher. Jemaya Simmons yeah. is above the rim player. Maya is very, very athletic. He's he's definitely more athletic than AJ. Oh, but so it's you're gonna see him, you know, having those bursts. But whether it's blocks, dunks, exactly. rebounds. But yeah. the, the him his three point shot matters a lot to this team. I agree. I agree. It just it just adds their versatility because I um the thing is. Uh, when you put Topi in, that's a definitive five. When you put DJ in, that's a definitive one or two. Yeah. Uh, when you put Mai in the game, I think that him, his ability to guard multiple positions is going to be huge. Yeah. And their pick and roll defense, especially. I agree. Uh, I agree. All right, I think we covered all the returners. Yeah, DJ Tope, then those starting five. Okay. The newcomers. Uh, let's get some newcomers here. Okay. Uh, I want to start with the redshirt boys first. I there agree. are three of them. Um, um. Oh well, we already talked about Maya. Essentially, yeah. But, so, we'll, but that's that's Maya, uh, Jemiah Simmons. By the way, if we didn't say his full name at any he, point, and he came from Arkansas State with Grant. He did, so, yes. So, so I think a, we, let's note that too. Yes, we, for sure. Um, then you have Emoja Gibson, who was started two games last year before breaking his ankle, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, in a road game to Nebraska, and he was he right now. I would say he's the most anticipated new guy on this of the seven. I agree. He's very quick and shifty. He's He's almost like a without the dribbling skills, kind of like a Jamal Crawford type of 
I could see that. Like I a player. Um, we talked to McCaslin earlier this week, and he said he's still at about 90%, yep. especially defensively. I think defensively it's going to be a big challenge for him to get to 100% and start improving in that area because you have to get to 100% before you can start improving. Yep. So Mo, that's why he's not starting right now because I think he has the potential to be a better player than Jordan Duffy. Um, and I think in my preview, I predicted him to start by the end of the season mm-hmm. over guys like Duffy or Mike or and or one of those two because of his um, a because he's a better shooter than Mike and might be a better shooter than Duffy. Duffy still is he's in a limbo. <laughs> he's still hit or miss for me, man. I hope he's like that CBI Duffy that we have we, we the knockdown shooter and that wouldn't I mean, miss. God, he was amazing, but. I still see him in practice, and I still don't. I'm not 100% convinced that I agree. that Jordan Duffy is going to come out and shoot 38% from three this year. Yeah, and be the play. I mean, he was a playmaker in the CBI he too. He he ran the point when Ryan took those three minutes of <laughs> of break time. Exactly. And uh, but no, I think I think Mo kind of also now we're talking about that alleviates some of that. You know, 48 Definitely. minute. I mean, he had a 48 minute game. I think last season Ryan did, where he played the whole game. Or close to it, it was at forty six or something. But well, I think they had two. No, it was two forty five minute games and then like four, like twelve other forty minute games. Ryan played a lot of minutes. Yes, and 30, I think, over thirty six. I game. think having Mo back is going to alleviate a lot of that because maybe not so so much defensively, but whenever Ryan comes off, we can expect Mo to score some points. And and basketball is a game of runs, and to have a guy off the bench that can kind of give you that spark on offense, I think is super important. For I agree. Team. I think that he might be a better playmaker than he is pure scorer um he's a good three-point shooter i'd say he's probably the third or fourth best three pure spot up three-point shooter on this mm-hmm. team which is huge um obviously behind rose dj for sure then you could put um you could put duffy above him or whatever yeah but that's a that's an extremely useful tool to have and they didn't have that last year to have another guy that can come in and shoot and score and create so he might he's like one of those versatile offensive players because you have ryan who can't really shoot but can create yeah. you have rose who can shoot but not create um, I might have I don't know how I said that, but you get the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have Mo who can create and can shoot and can just kind of fill a lot of gaps that the guards need. So whether yeah. it's Ryan coming out or whether it's Rose coming out, uh, whatever you need, I think Mo is a very good backup point guard, and then I think he could play at the two potentially as long as he doesn't play with like as long as I think the lineups with him and Rose will be kind of difficult because neither one's a good defender. I agree. That'll be interesting to that, see. That'll be tough. Uh, but as long as you have like Maya and Mark in the game at that time. But I mean, that's all lineup stuff that we'll get into later in the season. Uh, so yeah, we t- Mo is going to be is the man. He's he could make a huge difference on this team. I yeah, think he no, could be the, div- and, the difference. And this, we saw this team last season. They had. When Ryan would take those few minutes, the team had trouble creating for DJ. Other. DJ was the point guard. Yeah, DJ, DJ was the point guard. Nothing to hate on DJ or anything because oh, Drake Goose is great. Yes. Uh, this team needed a lot more, needed that creator that could kind of be the catalyst of their offense. Yeah. And it was kind of just a lot of passing the ball around the perimeter until something came of it. Um, yeah, until D, uh, AJ forces up a shot. You mean Bros? No, no, no. Until, no, like whenever Rose. Rose or Ryan were out and oh, DJ ran the point guard. Yeah, yeah, it would exactly. Be like, it was just it would be like, a, it would, shoot, let's get the ball to like AJ. AJ's the only one here that can actually like kind of And then score. he would just and he would just go inside the paint and just throw up a shot. Hope, and yeah. this, I think Mo alleviates a lot of that. He does, and he's a smart guy and he's a smart player. So, um, Mark, Mark is, Mark is a very very raw raw player. See, he's raw, but physically he's pretty strong. 
Okay. Yeah, Mark, he's not skinny. He's Mark, a, Mark he's has a, a basketball he's body. A, yeah, he's a big dude. He's like and Shane he's, he's in 6'10", size. Six ten. Yeah. Um, he's not as strong as Shane. Let, no, but, say, but but his size, yeah, size and, and physicality. Not physicality. I'm sorry, but size and just uh, mass. I guess. Yeah, mass. That's <laughs> the, that's a good, and good then way to put that. He can shoot. He's a marksman. No pun intended. He. Uh, <laughs> He's got to be used on Twitter this year if he has I already, a three. I tweeted it. I t- or I tweeted it for my preview. I oh, okay. Said marksman, whatever. Uh, he can shoot the the ball like crazy. He might be um, just as good as Mo or Duffy at from three. I mean, we'll see how he holds up if he gets into games a lot. But uh, I think his biggest shortcoming is going to be defensively and rebounding at any level, offensively or defensively. I, th- I think even on offense, being aggressive. Because you yeah. can't have you can have a six ten guy on the outside, but if he can't score on the inside, then. He's a really huge liability, and Mark, I, I believe he's only been playing basketball three years, is well, what or four years. Last year was his fourth year. He played three high school years, and then this last last year he was a, he was a retro freshman. Okay, so if you count that as a basketball. Okay, year, so which, so then there know. you go. So then there you go. So Mark is super raw and needs to learn a lot more about. He's the very. I mean, he's the stereotypical Euro, European style finesse type of player doesn't like to touch anybody doesn't like to dunk when back, he's very capable back in the mid 2000s yeah. stereotyping europeans but yes yeah yes, i mean I that, that, that's that's what i mean he basically is uh because yeah. he's not he's not there yet and i think he will get that get get there but i don't think he'll be getting enough minutes to where he, we're able to kind of see yeah we won't see it this year i don't think everyone's really excited from for mark i mean because he can i think a, i think you should be excited about what he'll bring in the future but i don't think next year it'll be big enough to wear it yeah this yeah this year i just don't see him taking minutes from from a tope pending injury or zach um yeah of course of course pending injury and then i would think i would even run my at the five we talked to coach um about that putting my at the five we saw it last year with uh with Alante yeah. and who's yeah. taller but who yeah he is taller but maya has more experience playing the forward for sure. Like, Maya mm-hmm. was a Ford and averaged, had, like, a few double-double games at Arkansas State as a true freshman. Yeah. And now, it's just two years later. Like, he should be he should be even bigger and more yeah. aggressive and a better rebounder than he was there. So, even if you give up points defensively with Maya at the five, I mean, I think he's a good enough rebounder and he's a good enough offensive player because he can slash, like, nobody's business. Yeah. When he gets that a lane, he can take off and actually, like, finish around the basket or cr- even dump off to like Zach if Zach's man helps. I mean, he's a, he's a good player. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see him at the five. But anyways, I say all that to say, I don't think Mark is going to take minutes from Tope or Zach or Maya at the I agree. five specifically. I agree. So, and I don't think you could play him at the four really. Um, no, even, and, and that's where Mark, defensively that's where Mark's game needs to be is the four. And is he's not just get, he's not developed enough. He'll get for that. eaten up yeah. by any four quality forward at yeah at a at any level. level. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else do we have? We have JJ. I suppose is a uh, junior college transfer. He uh, how do I describe him? He's about six one. Yeah. So we have more six one guards on this team. More small guards on this team. Uh, but he's a good defender. Grant, Very good perimeter Grant defender. Grant loves his defense. Um, kind of similar in a way to DJ defensively both of them just have great instincts and great feel for the game uh jj might be quicker than dj when it comes to defensive uh lateral quickness but yeah um dj is obviously the superior shooter jj can knock down open three from what i've seen i his shot doesn't look clean to me really it looks uh, i don't know i've not seen enough it's um, um, yeah it doesn't look super clean to me so if he can't knock down a three at a above like 36 percent, then i can't see him playing that much this year especially if everyone stays healthy you just have so many guards to compete yeah. with. Duffy, Moe, Ryan, Rose, 
DJ. I mean, Jesus. So, uh, JJ, I don't, like I said, I don't see him taking too many minutes, barring any injury or barring blowout from other guys. Uh, but he's a good defender, and I think he can knock down the open three. I'm not sure how good he is as a penetrator and creator, but yeah. We'll see. Um, I, I would say one thing I noticed is he's really good at communicating defense. That's um, big. And obviously in a game where you have to communicate and grant's really big about that too is you need that player that can be you know communicate to his big man like hey sorry (laughs) the guy's coming at you right now yeah or 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 even roll coverage exactly pick and roll coverage and um i think he'll be a good kind of glue guy yeah on the bench so for sure um let's get to uh, let's get to shakim let's Let's save abdul i like shakim yeah colin is, I am on the Shaquem train. Shaquem train. Like, I was on the Shane train last year. <laughs> Shane train. We need a nickname for the Sha- Shaquem. We'll think about it. We'll think about it when it when it, when it it begins. It'll come to us when we when we know it's here. It's going to come. To, like, he dunks in the game. I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's gonna, Shaquem something. Yeah. The Shaquem shuttle. All right. That's <laughs> the it. The Shaquem shuttle. And we did it in the podcast right now. It's over. We're, we've peaked. <laughs> The Shaquem shuttle. All right. <laughs> All right. That's good. Collins on the Shaquem shuttle. I'm tweeting that now. Uh, yeah. Whenever, whenever whenever, he makes that dunk. When he makes a single point. Shaquem shuttle. Hashtag Shaquem shuttle. All right. But go ahead. Why, why do you like Shaquem? I like Shaquem because I feel like he can be that player offensively and defensively that is that complements Zach. Like, I feel like if if Grant, whatever one reason, wanted to go back to the traditional way that you play, kind of like triangle offense where you kind of have two inside guys, mm-hmm. I feel like you could kind of... I feel like he can be that guy, like another four, like a four. One question I have is, do you so so do you see him more as a four? Or do you see him taking minutes from Topia at a five? I think in a Grant, what's what's more likely, and B, what do you think he's better at? Okay, what's more likely is he'll play the five over yes, Tope. I agree. I don't think mid major basketball and college basketball in general, you don't need a true four and five to be competitive sure. at all. Um, but I think he he'd play a better four, and I say that because. He's not a he's not six ten, he's I think six, I don't remember what was six, eight, six, six eight six nine, and that's you know short on the shorter side. But I think that he's the kind of guy that is the traditional power forward of the mid two thousands nineties, you know yeah. type of, type of guy. I don't think he's you know the rim protector that Zach is. I don't think he's the defensive kind of guy that Zach is. But I do think that he's that traditional four that you'd see in like the old clips of you know like Horace Grant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except without the physicality. I mean, my concern with Shaquem is that I just don't know if he's strong enough to hold up um, at the five, and I don't think he's. I don't know if he's. I mean, you and Grant have talked about how good he is, uh, that he can score, he can rebound at a high level. Um, scoring wise, I don't know if he can do that at, at the four on a consistent basis, or even at, at any. Um, I mean, at the four on a consistent basis. I think at the five, maybe he can as a role man, as a finisher around the basket. Mm-hmm. You put him at the four next to like Zach or Tope or something. I just think that's 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 tough. For I think me I think to, it, to sell me on. No, I I I agree that it's tough because he can't shoot a mid range jumper. I agree it's tough because it's the game's different than it was exactly before. That's what I'm saying. I'd like to see him. I le- I'm I'm just thinking to the older the way basketball yes. was played. I'm thinking that he'd fit perfectly in that <laughs> if it was played yeah. now. But I mean now he has. To, I mean he can only be a five I unless agree. Grant wants to do and the thing some is, weird. I mean. His strength doesn't concern you? I don't think his strength concerns me. I, I haven't seen as much he's as long. you have. I he's haven't long. seen as much as you have. So he that, long, that could though. be a different thing. But I just the, what I have seen is I've seen a guy that makes plays happen. 
Mm-hmm. It's not he's not I don't he's not gonna be like not clutch wise, but I'm saying like if he wants to score, he can score type of thing. If yeah, he wants when, to get that rebound, he's gonna get that rebound. He's 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 aggressive, but like you said, he's not the strongest guy. For sure. The um who's next? Here's one guy we haven't seen a lot of. We're down to like two players left. One guy we haven't seen a lot of is Larry Weiss. We've I heard a lot about him. He's currently out with a m- very minor concussion, uh, we were told. Uh, he still hasn't practiced. I've, it's been like two weeks since he's practiced. Uh, so yep. I haven't seen a ton of him. I saw him occasionally. Uh, one other practice I went to, he had class. So, I mean, there's there's not a lot of times. I saw him basically one practice. Yeah. Shot looks okay. He's about 6'4", 6'5". He's a wing more so than a guard. Uh, I remember watching his high school um, clips and just seeing how he's kind of like not a Kyle Anderson type, but he's a little like more athletic than a Kyle Anderson. Yeah, I was gonna type. say he's faster than that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. He's more athletic than a, that type of guy, but he kind of plays that way as far as like a creator and like a okay traditional like wing kind of goes. Um, he's not the longest for a wing, but so I can't see him at like the four or anything. He's not like a Jamaya or anything like mm-hmm. it's gonna rebound, but. And he's a freshman, so we'll see how... Um, see if he plays. Yeah, we'll see if he even plays this year. So um, Larry Weiss is someone that I think we can we should watch for, but I don't know if we should expect too much from him because I've only seen one practice from him. He's has a mild concussion already. He seems like he's a smart guy when I watched him on film, on high school tape. But this, this team, while they need wings, in a sense, um, because, I mean... They don't have a ton of wings right now besides Maya Abdul, Rose, Mike. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they could use a wing like Larry, but, I mean, as a raw freshman, and I think he's skilled from what Coach McCaslin has told me and from the practice I saw, but I just don't think that he'll get the minutes. I, I haven't seen enough of him, but coming in, like, talking to people, it's just I've the wing. They're trying to get him to be yes. the next wing player. For sure. So, yeah, wings are important. That's all I got. <laughs> um Lastly, I want to talk about Abdul Muhammad. I Inter- was, he's probably the most interesting newcomer. He is very interesting. I was in practice. I was at practice when he injured his knee. Um, someone landed on his knee while they were all going for rebounds, like a little scrum. Mm-hmm. And he let out like a yelp, and then he stayed down, and he was hurt. I knew. I mean, you knew he was hurt. And so, sure enough, he's still in a knee brace. He's still in a full brace. He can't, like, bend his knee, really. He walks like... Yeah, it's an immobilizer. Yeah, he walks with a straight leg, still pretty much. Um Abdul is the funniest guy on the team yes. from the looks of it. Yes. Most he, outgoing. He's d- super outgoing. He's super outgoing. Uh, Rose is obviously probably the happiest. He's always happy. But Abdul yeah. is always there joking and stuff. So, I mean, that's a great guy to have. I agree. Regardless of his ability. Yeah. So, he yeah. comes over. But he comes over as a Juco player who was super successful. And he is a junior now. And he's about six. How tall would you say? He Probably six, like six, six. I was gonna say six seven. Six seven. Okay, yeah. six 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 seven, something like that. And he's a wing that I think could really add a lot to this team. Uh, Coach McCaslin was said the same thing. Uh, I'm not sure how good of a scorer he is because when I watched him, when I did watch him practice, he didn't look like he was a tremendous like creator with the ball or scorer with the ball. Right. But he looked a smart, like a smart passer. And I think more than anything, he just gives you a wing that can defend. A lot of positions. He's long. He's super he's long. Super long and athletic. And if he plays smart on the offensive end, and he's a good defender, I mean, as a backup wing, I'm not sure more, what more you can ask of him. If he can knock down an open three, that's tr- tremendous. But I haven't seen enough of him. Probably I've I haven't seen, seen like, enough. Of I've him only either. seen like two practices before he got hurt. So, um, that's uh, that's gonna be a player. I, to watch. I would say he probably has 
for this year alone, he probably has the highest ceiling of newcomers. It'll be interesting to see if he sits out for too long if they just retroed him. Which, again, yeah. That, I mean, that could happen. Thing is, uh, I know I'm pr- I'm almost positive he's not redshirted uh, entering the year. I have it right here, actually. I have the roster. Uh, he was number Abdul Muhammad. Yeah, straight junior. So, um, oh, no. Let me click it. 6'7". He's listed as 6'7", junior. Yeah, spent two seasons at Gillette College. Averaged 15.7, 6.5 boards. Um, JUCO third team All American, so, um, I yeah I do agree he's gonna be one of those interesting players that I think can prov- just if anything he could just bring another body as a wing to this team yeah so that's important. All right, you ready against two superlatives? Yes. All right. So Here we go. I I I've not decided these yet. So yeah, we haven't we kinda, haven't decided them. Kinda, we kinda, just finished a football podcast. So just hit just hit 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 me with them. All right. Here we go. Let's do it. First, uh, we're gonna start with the we're gonna start with most improved player. Who's gonna improve the most from last year to this year? That's been on the team. That that played last year. So I'm gonna narrow it down to those seven players that played last year. Um, no, I can't. Ryan, can't. Rose, Zach, Mike, Duffy, DJ, Tope. You said Mo. Okay, not Mo. Nope. Most improved out of those. Out of those seven, who will win the most improved player award on Bruni's? I think breakdown? Zach. Okay. I Why think, is that? And. We talk. I mean, it's it's hard to say that too because Zach was probably our most improved player throughout the season last season. Yes, but I think Zach, this season, we're gonna see kind of different level of defense from him because he has kind of bulked up. I don't. Mm-hmm. For those who have seen him, I mean, he's he's bigger now. Yes, and I think he'll be a smarter player this year, and I think his defense will really be felt because again, you run the four guard lineup, and he's gonna be kind of in those rim protecting scenarios where he's he's gonna be by himself. Um, so I think we'll see we'll see him kind of come out of his shell more. I don't yeah. I don't think anyone else. Yes, I don't think anyone else has uh, a ceiling as high as him now. For sure. So I agree. Uh, the tough thing about this is that I'm deciding right now between Mike and Duffy. And when you look at their CBI performances, you you say, oh well, that's basically who they are. But I mean, you forget how bad they were in the regular season. Not to say <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, no, I know what you mean. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound. I rude mean, here. Mike. Mike was shooting with his left hand, and but missing literally, everything. Mike couldn't shoot. He barely played. He was a good rebounder. He was a good cutter, I guess. Uh, decent defender. I mean, then Duffy shot twenty percent from the. Um, on the season, I'm pretty sure, and scored more points in the CBI than he did all season. I mean, he wasn't healthy, we know. Yeah. So for that reason, I'll go with Mike because I feel like Duffy wasn't at 100%. So I think Mike is going to have a huge role in this team, which is going to be To very... what extent? Like as a scorer, defender? What, what, well, first what, of all, I think what, he's going to be a good rebounder. Okay. Not a great rebounder. He's not be my level, but he'll be good. He'll be good enough to play the four on a lot of lineups. Uh, defensively, I think he's going to be one of the top three defenders on this team. He's gonna be really good, and he's long and he's versatile as a as a defender. Okay. Um, and then his three point shot. That he alone, was knocked down. It was if knocked can, down. If the CBI. he can shoot, if he can shoot thirty five percent from three, that's huge. And then he's a good creator. He can dribble. He can jump stop. Create off of that. I mean, there's a lot of to like from Mike's game. If he can shoot the ball well, and if he can rebound the ball well, and I think he can do both of those things really well. So for that reason, and don't forget, this is a award most improved. Like I said, Mo and Duffy didn't have very good regular seasons last year at all. So I think Mike is Mike definitely going to have a huge. Yeah, Mike and Duffy won't have. We'll have a huge 
uh, step up this year, but I just think Mike is going to be vital to this team's success, and I trust him a little bit more than Duffy at this point. I agree. Okay. All what's right. Next? next, kind of uh, of here's of the other seven players, who's going to be the surprise player? Is this like that, a newcomer of the year or the most surprising player? Newcomer of the year. There's the name. I didn't name it. <laughs> newcomer I didn't name of the year. It. I didn't name it that, but okay. yes, that's what we're going to name <laughs> newcomer it. Newcomer of the year. Hmm. Hold on. I'm writing down. I'm and, writing right, down. Name Colin. the players off again, just so I can. Mo counts on that, right? Mo, Maya, uh, Abdul, Mark, Larry, JJ, Shaquem. Okay, I have mine between Mo and Maya. And I think I'll probably go with Mo. Because I see him once he get, finally gets back to 100%, he's gonna kind of, he's. I feel like he'll be a, he'll be a catalyst for a lot of offense on this team, even if he does come off the bench. I think he'll be getting lots of minutes, and although defensively he's not gonna be the best, I do think that his offense makes up for that. So I think Mo will be the newcomer of the year. I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely Maya. Definitely Maya. I think it's definitely Maya. Maya's Maya's. See, you mentioned Mo. Mo's Mo has the probability of that his defense isn't but quality. I'm thinking of Mo as another creator for there's this team. There's a chance that yes, yes, I agree, but there's a chance there's a chance that Mo has to be a very good creator and a very and a good shooter as well, which I think I think he's going to be. I think, I think yeah, be. I think I think Mo off the dribble. I think it. he's going to be. Both I think of Mo off the dribble can be good. I just don't know if he is going to. If he if he replaces Duffy, I can see that. So if and assuming with what you're saying, I think that he will. And I did predict that he will replace Duffy in the starting lineup at some point in the year, assuming that this is the starting five, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can I can understand that, but I'm just gonna go with Maya because I feel like his floor is so high on this team specifically. I agree. Like yeah. you put Maya at the four, man. I do, I just think this team is, um, and again, this depends on his shot. If he can shoot the ball well, I think Maya is going to exponentially be a huge asset to this team. And if he can't, I still think he's gonna be a really good four, maybe even a small ball five at times for this team. So, yeah. There's variance with him too. I'm not gonna act like he's perfect or anything, but I just think that he's kind of pivotal to what the team wants to do this year at the four. Um, and if he can put the ball on the floor and attack the rim, man, I mean that's a okay. That's a player. So all right, um, write it down. I'm writing them both down. Sorry, <laughs> Mo, Maya. All right, next, who will be this team's defensive player of the year? Ooh. So last season, what did we call it? I have no clue. I don't remember. It was like six months ago. Come on. Have a better memory than that. Man, I'm trying to think. <sighs> for me, there's like three. I know there's only like three, but I'm trying to think. Two or three candidates for me. I'm trying to think. And of... I think I know who I'm going with. Okay. All right. Well, you go You, you go first. No, actually, I don't know who I'm going with. Oh, uh, okay. No, okay. yes, I do. Okay, go oh, first. I just changed it on the spot. Since Zach Simmons had seven fouls against TCU. Granted, that's a bigger team. That's a physical team. I just don't know if I trust him all the way to be able to play 30 minutes a game or 26 minutes a game and play defense at a high level as the only rim protector on this team, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so for that reason, and I know Ryan Ward is going to play 35 minutes a game, almost. And I think Ryan's going to guard the, uh, the opposing team's best guard, and I just think Ryan is a defender that 
is long enough to get steals, get blocks, to play guard full court. I mean, I think he can slide through screens really well. So give me Ryan Woolridge as my defense player of the year. Dang. The best defender on See, this See, I team. had mine between Ryan and Zach. Yeah, I think those are the only two and, options. Yeah, and I think I'm going to stay on the Zach train because I said what well, I said I called him most improved or whatever. You did. Um, I think we still see the fouling. <coughs> Bless you. But I think his impact defensively will be will be I mean like the, going different to the your backup five. I think his defense will be above and beyond what that what the other person gives you. Yeah, so. definitely. All right. <laughs> This one's kind of this one's kind of me, but we gotta get we gotta get we gotta get it out. Who is the biggest candidate for disappointing year? And that is disappointing, obviously, in comparison to their standard or to what we expect. From to what them. we expect. Okay. So if we expect, obviously, our expectations for Tope are not gonna be the same as Zach. But okay, I see what you're saying. According to yeah, their yeah. expectations, who is the most likely candidate for a disappointing season, in your opinion? Oh. Yeah. I didn't I didn't prep you for this at all. No. I'm trying to think. I have two. Okay, I have one I have, of them. One of them is a little like, how could you be saying that? I have. I have two as well. I have no clue which one I'm gonna I go have with. No clue what I'm gonna go with. All right, how about let's let's talk this through. Who okay, let's two? talk this through. Who are you so, two? So, I've I'm only saying this person's name because I've seen it before. Actually, I have three names with a guard on this ahead. team, and I just don't want to see Rose fall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Yes. Because obviously Rose is a lot better than Decky Johnson. Oh God! Yes. I mean, I mean, floors and floors and floors above him. Yes. But the drop off from Decky's junior year to his senior year was so bad, and I, it's probably because obviously of coaching and everything. But I just don't want to see Rose fall on his face like that. But that's that's that was just one, and then the other one would be Duffy. And, and Duffy, I think, I think and I think Duffy is because we saw. Obviously, he wasn't healthy last season, but we saw what he was in the CBI. He was really great. But I, I just don't see him replicating that. Mm-hmm. And I, there is some inconsistency with him. Like I mentioned, I feel like I feel like it, it it matters on how he feels about that day. You know what I mean? Like if he's okay. yeah. like you know what I mean? Like if he's because if he's really positive, then I feel like he'll be good. But I feel like like mistakes get him down, yeah. and I feel like that'll that'll get. Man, okay, I was running through Duffy DJ. DJ and really? Rose. I was running through those three. So I was running through those three for a while. And here's why. For the same reason Duffy, I'm not gonna repeat what you said, but basically that's why for Duffy. I've just there's still I'm still concerned about Duffy's consistency on this team. Yeah. Um DJ That's interesting is interesting because there's so many good guards on this team. I could see G- DJ just getting reduced to like eight minutes a game. But do you okay, but I'm talking about performance wise. We're talking about performance. Not- yeah, but if if DJ plays eight minutes a game, he's not gonna have any impact on the team. And people coming off last year, with the way he played, with how good he is as a shooter and a defender, it would be really surprising if he only played eight minutes a game. Wouldn't okay. you say? Okay. That would be yeah, that yeah, would I be agree. surprising. I agree because DJ DJ when Ryan was out or Ryan was tired, DJ did play the. We're talking about guard. DJ Draper, who hit like two game winners last year. Yeah, and who played clutch and hit big shots. Like DJ Draper is a baller. So if he only played like if Mo to, if Mo Duffy and like if he if his minutes got cut like to eight or ten, I think. Be, but I not think, only would that be sad, but that'd be like. But I th- but I think if even with all those guards coming back, I think you see DJ more out of a two as a two guard than a point guard. I agree. Like I feel like I feel like to start the season, if you have the starting lineup that was against TCU, I think you have Mo and DJ at the one and two. 
just theoretically. Yeah, I feel like because I feel like that's a pretty good combo. DJ is more. So that, of a, that's your bench D, unit. DJ, DJ is more of a spot up shooter. So Mo can do off stuff the bench, off the dribble. If you had to pick five off the bench, you'd go Mo, DJ. I can't speak. Mo, DJ. Man, I don't even know. Uh, well, Abdul if he's healthy, obviously. Yeah, and then and then, and then Maya, Maya and then uh, Tope or Tope, Shakim. Tope or Shakim, depending yeah. on who's playing them better that day. Yeah, so that would be so. Yeah, because that, because DJ is a really really good spot up shooter. I mean his his shot is like. Cash. I mean, yeah, it's it's cash, and Mo's more of an off the dribble kind of guy. Mm-hmm. DJ's less of a creator, more of a shooting guard. It's short and undersized, but definitely more of a shooting guard. Okay, so I'm not gonna go with DJ for that reason either. I'm gonna go. With, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Rose. Oh, I didn't want to do it. But the thing I didn't is, want to do it. <laughs> the thing about Rose is that even even Coach McCaslin kind of aired some concerns about, not about Rose specifically. Rose went six of thirteen yeah, Rose, against Rose, TCU. Rose had a good game against TCU. Rose was freaking amazing rose is gonna shoot the ball but what did we see last year at the second half of conference season we saw teams denying him the ball yeah playing four on four basically we saw teams yeah. like hedging the hell out of screens we saw like teams were i mean some teams would triple cover cover him. teams were going out yeah. of their way to guard him the reason why i think this might be a stupid prediction is because this is not the same team as last year this team exactly. has mike see, and that's has why Duffy, i'm scared has, too yeah. As shooters that you have to account for, not just Rose. You couldn't leave Alante Holston. Or yeah, AJ you, open. Yeah, last year you could leave Alante, D, uh, AJ, or whoever open and go go help that on Rose. This year it's completely different. Yeah. And so that's why I think I could be stupid for saying this. but um, And the thing is, I don't. I, I still think he'll – the floor for him is 15 points a game. Just because Yeah, and we're not saying, we're not saying Rose is going to have a fall no, off no, no, where no. he's but just he, actually bad. He averaged 19 points a game last season. Yeah. That's a lot of points. I mean, especially in college. And the thing is, he's not going to get as many shots. I mean, this is an offense that's better. Like we just said, this is an offense that is has more scores, has more playmakers. I mean, well, I think Rose, I think I think Rose is the type of player that demands the ball, though. So he's, you think, he, he's you think Rose type, is going to shoot? Well, how many was it? It was eight or nine threes per game last year. I don't year. think he'll shoot eight or nine, but I could definitely see seven. I I say seven. I, I think I could see seven, and so, I could say I think he makes more of them because he's not covered by. Two people at all times. I don't know. See, see, Coach McCaslin aired that he was kind of – he said specifically that Rose is going – teams are game playing for Rose now. Right. I mean, this, to start, this, to start this, off, this Rose is, is at is, the top. Yeah. Above Ryan. He is – if this guy gets hot, we're losing. That's what – that's what happens. So, that's yeah. what opposing coaches are putting on their whiteboard to start games. Then you game plan off of that. Roosevelt Smart is still the key cog of this offense – and for that reason, he's going to open up a lot for other people. But I just don't know if he's he's not going to have the same season he did last year at 18.7 points a game. Like, that's a lot of freaking points. So so what mark doesn't make it a disappointing season? I think if he scores under 17, that'd, be, that'd be the most disappointing. What if, if he scores 16 points a game, that's kind of disappointing. What if, what if it's 15, but he averages three or four assists a game? He's not. <laughs> okay. He's not. <laughs> I froze. He's Brody not. just froze. I didn't know if you thought that maybe that's some not play happening. No. The only the I thought you were gonna say that, but he shoots like forty percent from three, which could happen. What was he at last season? He ended. He ended up. Remember, teams. He was no. 40% I know, but what, for, uh, but what was his percentage? So he was forty percent for a long time. I know. And then teams started playing him differently, and he went down to thirty-seven point five percent, which is what he ended the season at. Okay. Like. If he goes, if he scores fifteen points a game, but he's shooting forty percent and he's like still ninety percent from three, I mean you can't complain about that. 
Because then that means their their offense is completely opening up yeah. for people. Yeah. Um, but that's that's why I just think that the usage might be different for him. And I could be completely wrong. He could get up ten threes a game just like last year. He could force I think, his way up. But uh, again, I think I think I think it's going to be a different way that he scores. It's not going to be as much ISO type of play. I think it'll be. I think he, this season he'll still have those ISO moments where he has to score. But I think we'll see a lot of outlet passes to where he's just open mm-hmm. because of the spacing on the floor. And I think that that's, that's going to be more – I think he's going to have some more spot-up threes than just, you know, chucking. Yeah, it could. It could. Um, like I said, there's a big chance this comes down and punches me in the face, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. Rose. Watch him now average 23. And... <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to happen. I hope it does. He's a great guy. Yeah. I love talking to Rose. You have um, another one? Sixth man of the year? Hmm. Well, because we don't know who the starters are. We well, I think we can still do it based on what we think. I mean, we know who's going to play the bench most uh, of the time. I don't know. We don't, do we? Because, uh, I mean, we Mo could start. Maya could start. But are they going to start long enough? They could start by conference play. Wait, who was your disappointment candidate again? Duffy? Ryan's done. Yeah. It was Duffy. Yeah. Um... Well, who would you say for six man of the year? Now you're putting me on the spot. It'd be between. Well, it'd you're be, the one to put me on the see, spot. See, so I like, so I like Mo and DJ as the backup. I like, I guess, depending on how how good or bad Duffy does, and that'll depend on who's in that starting lineup. But I guess for that reason, you can't give me. I can't because I was gonna say Mo. I feel like him in the second unit would just destroy. Yeah, it's kind of similar to our uh, newcomer predictions. Yeah, I feel like I think I would pick Maya. You think you pick Maya for six man? If my yeah, because I think Maya's impact. I think because he can play the four or the five or the three even. Um, I think it's the same. The same thing as kind of newcomers okay. in a way. Okay, then we'll just we'll just we won't write this all one right. down. Um, all right, let's get into expectations for the season. Colin. This team won a championship last season. Yeah. Me. Do you think? But we have to preface this Drumble. by saying. We have to preface this by saying that they lost to UTSA at home the last game of the year, and they ended up getting like the eighth seed or the seventh seed in the tournament. Playing La Tech. And they lost to La Tech in the first round, basically at a home game. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. And then um, they went and won the CBI. Whatever. Yeah, we so, thought. I think going to the CBI, we all thought that they were not going to win the CBI. We thought they were going to lose to South Dakota. Yeah. Who was favorites? They were favorites. By the way, to win. All right, so. I guess the, the uh, I don't want to talk about non-conference because we don't again we don't know a yeah, ton about Hawaii and yeah I don't know Angela State whatever I want to talk about predict this they were uh, predicted to come in fourth this year in conference behind uh, Western Kentucky Middle oh, I'm sorry Western Kentucky Old Dominion and Marshall Marshall was Middle's second. not in there no Marshall uh, Middle lost everybody did they lose everybody yeah they did I gotta send you the uh, the packet yeah Middle predicted ninth. Wow, I thought they were right below us at fifth. No, they lost everybody. They were wow. Ninth. So, um, but yeah, Marshall was second, pretty, pretty. I don't know, pretty firmly, because uh, they have John Elmore back, and they have basically their three guards back. They just lost that tall shooting guy that yeah. they had last year. Yeah. Whatever. So They're four again: Western, Marshall, ODU, North Texas, UTSA. Uh, um, off the top of my head, let me remember it. La Tech, I believe, six. Uh, then you had teams like Southern Miss, Southern Miss seven ish, and so you just had teams like that. So yeah. that was that. That's basically um, Middle Tennessee nine, 
uh, FIU, I think, was like 11 or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So first question is, of the 18 conference games, what do you think their conference record will be? Keep in mind, the conference schedule change where the top four teams yeah, are going to play. Harder play teams they're going to play each other. They're going to play. So the top four teams will play each other, basically, if they're, in their last four games, five, whatever, these games of the season. So I think I think of those four top teams, I think WKU is above and beyond Oh, the so best okay. team. Okay. So which? So where do you think they'll finish in conference? I guess I'll ask. So I think they'll finish fourth. Okay. I do think they'll finish fourth because I think WKU is amazing. I think Marshall has sure. guard play that is against a different. Compl- yeah, exactly. The guard play with the the John three point Elmore. shooting. John Elmore is just. I mean, we saw it, his clutch shots in the. I remember West, the little guy that bothered Ryan for that yep. whole game. Yep. And then, um, I think ODU. Has a better defensive team, which I think will translate to more wins. Yeah, they were a good defense last year. Yeah, so I think I think it stays. The top four stays, and I and because they're doing that thing where it's like the top four teams play each other. I think you know, North Texas doesn't win against WKU. Marshall's tough, even though they did play them close. I mean, they played all those teams close. They could split with Marshall. Yeah, they could split with Marshall, but I think I don't think there's a there's there's a foreseeable way for me to definitely say okay, they can be third, they can be second, or anything like that, because I don't think they'll be. Like who's fifth? I forgot who you said. UTSA. I think I think North Texas is better than UTSA. UTSA get, get, gets Jackson back, and they I'm, have Wallace. They have they have players. They're basically UTSA has their whole team back, and they're getting Jackson back. Came in fifth last year. That's gonna be it's gonna be a good team. That's fair. I think fourth. Okay. Um, now conference record so out of eighteen games. Four. How many games are uh, those top four games or top? Is it just I think four? it's like four, three or four. Well, they're extra games because you already you go through everybody once. And then so it's play, not included in the 18? No, it is. So you go through everybody once. You play 13 games. You play every right. team once. Right. And then those last five games, you instead of playing like a random five games, you play the top four teams, basically. And then you play like two randoms. Like two randoms, and then you play the other three top teams. Okay. Hmm. From what I understand, somebody correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. If, 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 but yeah. Yes, that's okay, what so I that's understand. interesting. Okay. Oh, this is t- it's hard to predict that, though. Because it could be, I mean, you could have someone fall off and just all of a sudden get up there. I would say, out so, of 18 games, give me uh, 12 and 6. 12 and 6. What about you? Um, I can see them coming in third. Uh, above ODU? Yeah. Okay. And then I really like UTSA. I really like UTSA. Let's get that out of the way right now. <laughs> Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican Iverson is really Love good. Love Puerto Rican Iverson and Keaton Wallace. They have their whole team coming back. Basically, they're going to be those. Marshall, North Texas, UTSA will be fighting for the second seed. I think, in my opinion. So give me Marshall second, North Texas third, UTSA fourth, ODU fifth. Ooh, La Tech. I like La Tech too, even though they lost. Jacoby they lost. Boykins, yeah, I don't know. See, but they're still they're still there. So I'm going to say third. You said I thought you said second. I said third. Marshall oh, second. third, yeah. Um, I'm going to say that they're going to finish. split, Lose two to Western. Split with Marshall. One to UTSA. Or split with UTSA. Lose one more. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go 13 and 5. Okay, so about the same. Yeah, about the same. I'm not gonna, I don't think it'll be. 14 to 4 is probably best case scenario. Yeah. Worst case scenario is probably I don't see 10 them, and 8. I don't see them beating Western. Me neither. No I think I, and but, I'm not saying that it's out of the realm of possibility, but I just I will. Western 
<laughs> don't they have two five star guards? No, they don't. I don't think they're five star. Well, they had five, a, they Charles Bassey is five. Is they had five the four star freshman last season. Hollingsworth. Hollingsworth is back. They have um, Charles Bassey at center, who was the he was, no, he was the number one player I, when I was in school in the country. He was two years younger than us, or than me. So I believe he was like a top five player in the country, and he went to Western. Uh, something it's weird happened. how Western can get all those players. Something happened, and they just got a five star guard. Something happened with Western. Then they got an Auburn transfer over. Uh, who a grad transfer over as well. They already have Hollingsworth. I mean, you already have. Um, yeah, they just have a bunch of players, man. They're go, good. Go look at their roster. That team was gonna could make a Sweet Sixteen very easily. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's my conference prediction. Oh, lastly, I didn't do MVP. Oh, wow! How do we not? How do we skip over the, skip the over. main one? That's not my fault. I wanted to save it till the end. That's why. Ryan, why? I feel like you take Ryan out and this team loses four more games. Okay. Ryan. I mean, I think I, that's the easiest way I can explain it. I think Ryan adds a different... Ryan is is the reason why this team was good last season. Rose could score, but Ryan could do it all when he needed to. Yeah, and, and I Ryan think, can shoot this year. And I think this season he's going to take a step. So I'm going to go Ryan as well. Okay. Even though Rose was predicted, was the only person who made the all-conference team. There were 10 players who made the all-conference team. Uh, Rose was the only one from North Texas that made it. So, I don't care. I'm just letting you know, man. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Especially since I said Rose was a possible drop disappointment candidate. I can't say he's going to be the for sure MVP. Yeah, come on, man. But anyways, um, anything else you want to add about this team that you think people should know? Uh, what, what should... Um, no? No, right. I don't think so. I, mean, I want to say, I want to say, this team, I think is going to get off to a very hot start, because we looked at their schedule. Their schedule. Oh yeah, I guess if we're talking about that. Yeah, it's this, not. Their schedule is really easy. I don't know. I don't want to say it's easy because I don't know how good like teams like Hawaii. Well, I'm talking and about stuff like is, but yeah, they D three Angelo State. Well, yeah, they played Eureka last year though. Uh, Angelo State's a D three. Eureka was a D two. Okay. Okay. Semantics. You're trying to tell me that's... They're both bad. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I, I think they're going to get to a really hot start. They could, like, enter conference at, like... I'd have to go back and look at the exact... But it's gonna, they're going to enter conference at, like, 9-4, 9-5, some around that realm. And if they do that, and then they go what we predicted them to have, help to do in conference, no, a, if they go 12-6... and 12-6. So, you, that's... 22-win Yeah, 21 wins... 20-22-win 20 season there. And that's without... Tournament play. Then we're that's big news. We're talking big improvement from last year to this year. Because yeah, last, last last year's team didn't get twenty ones until no, last the CBI. Year, yeah, they were fourteen and seventeen going into the CBI, I believe. Yeah, fourteen yes. and seventeen. So this could be a big year. Very excited for it. We will, like Colin said, we will be doing a basketball podcast every Monday. We're gonna try to do it every Monday. Um, until football season ends, and then we will be doing it every Sunday, just like we're doing it now. So, be ready for that. Um, it is five o'clock. Time to go home, Con. I, Two I, hours of podcasting. I agree. But before we before we go, I want I think we should plug what our plans are for coverage of this team. Okay. So, not uh, football. We only do the podcast. Well, I do at least. Yes. Bruni does. You know right. all the all the heavy lifting because he's yes. Bruni. Um, but I know we're going to do, we plan on doing post-game videos, videos, like a little two, two yeah, minute and 20 second snippets just to go over basically what happened during that game. Yep. Um, I know we're planning on doing, uh, 
bringing people on. Yes, we're gonna very, very much. We're gonna try to have guests yeah. on this show, um, whether it's an assistant coach, whether it's uh, a player, anything like that. It'll be a fun episode, more so than we won't get like we won't start grilling people. Yeah. So Grant, so tell Grant. me about how your team. So Grant, why the hell was <laughs> why, DJ in why the are game? Why you playing DJ in the last <laughs> three minutes? <laughs> uh, and then, and then on top of that, like like we said earlier, uh, I don't. I'm trying to think of how to... Like I said, I'm really bad at explaining stuff. You are. Um, and you said that last time, too. Yes. Um, Bruni and I really like basketball. Bruni knows a lot more about basketball than I do, but... Yeah, I don't know about that, but... Well, I'm talking, in terms of analytics and okay, things like yes, that, yes, yes, Bruni knows a lot more about that stuff. I know more about that stuff than I do about football, so this coverage is going to be a lot better. Yes, and if you of, have if you have suggestions or ideas for us, yeah. shoot them our way. We're, I mean, we could, we may or may not accept them, but who knows? If you think that say we have you have a creative idea for us to like a, a segment or something to do yeah. or some a question. Also, I mean, just questions in general. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on air, we will definitely do that and. Um, you can um, tweet them to us. You can do anything. You can DM Use them. Use the us. message board on twenty four seven. Yeah, message board for sure. I mean, just post. Go to twenty four seven sports. There's a big board tab on Mean Green twenty four seven. Type in questions, answer questions, post in there what you think. Twenty four seven sports basketball coverage is going to be insane, uh, as you can already tell. With we have player previews for every single player on this roster. Like, yeah. you're not gonna find that at the DRC. You're not gonna find that at. Uh, any any anywhere so i mean i just it's it's gonna be good so you're gonna want to tune into that you're gonna want to get everything going there so on our way to rings bruni we can only hope <laughs> we'll <laughs> see <laughs> well thank you all for joining us whether it's on the pod, whether it's on twitch or whether it's on soundcloud however you're consuming this podcast we thank you for joining us hope you enjoyed it and hope you're excited for this basketball season because we are and we're gonna be having a lot to bring to you yep so thanks have a good one